Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. Hey guys, editing Jerry here. Um, I just wanted to pop on with a little bit of a content warning. We are going to be talking about our personal journeys with self-love, body image, disordered eating. If you are triggered by sexual trauma, disordered eating, body dysmorphia, self-harm, or toxic relationships, please, please, please feel free to skip this episode. Um, We are not professionals. We are just going to be speaking uh, from our own personal experience about our journeys uh, with this topic. If you are suffering, please, please, we encourage you to seek professional help. Um, We will be including some resources in the description. So uh, again, if this is something that is going to be triggering for you, skip this week. And we will catch you guys next week. Love you so much. Okay, bye. What's up, everyone? Hello. We have a guest. <laughs> Rachel. Hi. Hi. Everyone, this is Rachel Roche. She's one of my best friends. Um, and she's going to hang out with us today. She's going to, you know, the uh, messages that we've been give- getting a lot of where people are suggesting topics. All of them are, can you talk about self-love? Can Can you you talk talk about about body body image? image? And we're like, we would love to. And I know just the person to bring on. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But before we like get into it, because we're just, we're going to jump straight in because we have a lot of questions from you guys. We want to shout out um, some of you guys who have sent us things. Do you see our boobs? (laughs) We have boobs. I'm so, I'm infuriated. 
I'm infuriated <laughs> that I don't own them. They well, need, I need. You I can need, own them. Homemade by Kaylin. My flamingo with those tits. <laughs> you should. I, yes. <laughs> Homemade by Kaylin. It's K A Y L O N. Look at the areolas, the detail. That's my favorite part. Stunning. Stunning. Impeccable. My areolas could not compete with these. I'll be honest. Mine are this color. (laughs) Mine could. Mine could. Mine honestly could. Um, I think that mine are like, could be bigger at this. Well, it depends. What time of the month is it? They could be that color. (laughs) I have mood areolas. (laughs) Do yours change in shade? Yeah. Yeah. And shape. And, And like size. What? Mine morph into I've an been... animal. It's weird. Maybe is it I've because of we're moms? Oh yeah, yeah. Mom, momming ruins your nips. For oh, real. Oh, I just got big salamis, you know. <laughs> without being a mom. What's the cartography like? Are they like? Yeah. What's the what's landscape? The, is it a roadmap or? <laughs> um, it's it's bumping. Yeah, 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 yeah. But little bumpies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I tell you I thought but that I, I had multiple never, nipples? I don't have a shade chart. I I've never thought to compare. Mm. Well, that's an indicator of pregnancy. What? Oh, well, if they get darker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that when I first For got pregnant what? because I was like 20. So I wasn't aware that like <laughs> of what pregnancy yeah. things were. And I was like, my nipples are black. <laughs> what is happening? What happened here? Yeah, um, they got dark. Add that to the list. Mm-hmm. Truly. Uh yeah, <laughs> I thought I, had... I forget that we're, like other people are gonna listen. Well, I don't care. I think it's important to know that I thought I had multiple nipples on my nipple. Yeah, <laughs> because when I was pregnant, I started lactating. Mm. You know, toward the end, and milk was coming out of like not the just main nip. Oh and yeah, I'm, it like... comes out of other places. <laughs> yeah, not the main nip. Yeah, it, it'll the, come out. It had like my side, the side, the side bumpies. Oh, the landscape. The yeah, is here. Think, think yeah. volcano. Yeah. And so mm. the main hole is where the majority of the lava comes out, but the lava can come out. The sides. Sometimes. <laughs> out of the little mini rocks. Yeah. Who oh. knew? Pencils, pencils out, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. This is a learning I already experience. had like all my friends when we had our swimming section in high school or high school at a pool. Yeah. And so Morgan and Kristen sh- shed all. All my dirty laundry slash large areolas upon <laughs> everyone in our class. They were like, look at Rachel's nipples. Her boobs are small, but her nipples are big. What's that about? Why are over here like, they just didn't grow. They didn't yeah, complete. What they is didn't it come about? To fruition. But they're all what? great. They're all great. Why are high school girls the way that they are? Yeah. I don't know. Celebrate I'm still all friends with them, though. Oh, okay. So cool. we've all grown together. They just have tiny nipples. I just don't get it. <laughs> We're not that close anymore. <laughs> when you said we, we don't grow together, in common. <laughs> I thought you all meant like you're just all your nipples just morphed into one giant <laughs> mighty mega nipple. Um. Anyway, so also, you guys remember TikTok guy? Yeah, Alex. Yeah, Alex sent his candles. His um, he has a company, a uh, Bloom. It's they. He has candles, soaps wax melts they're incredible oh my god I was we didn't up there, even like, open the box them. yeah and we could smell them you could smell it through the box literally so so good yeah so thank you guys that means the world to us this is yeah. like the coolest thing that's ever happened ever ever and please go um support them because yeah. i know that i'm going to buy a lot more from them so this burn time is 45 to 55 hours <gasps> i might just like pop the lid and let the 
aroma. Arom- yeah. It's like yeah. what praline pecan or something. Yeah. Oh my anyway. god. Oh, and you'll love this. His packaging uh, with every purchase is like a tree gets planted. Yeah. And then the packing peanuts are biodegradable. You put them in water and they disappear. Uh huh. It takes a lot to think sustainable packaging through. It yeah, really I know, does. especially as a small business. Yeah. yeah. It is expensive. You have to make it like a, a real a real cognitive choice. Yeah. It's, they don't make it easy. I know. But they Alex, make ruining the planet so fun. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> I really we do. Love think that. about that. Like the people that like invented plastic. It's do like, you think they, they knew? Even thinking, where's this gonna go? No, yeah. I don't think. Look that, at this that, piece uh, of material. Probably... It never biodegrades. It <laughs> never wa- like you can't get rid of it. They probably thought that Hurrah! was amazing. Yeah, they're like, this will last forever. <laughs> That's what we want—a planet full of this yeah. stuff. <laughs> exactly. Can't clean It'll it. Be poly pocket shoes on the <laughs> on this earth until <laughs> it something blows it up. Yeah. <laughs> and even uh, then, they'll probably be in space somewhere. Just like their floating. <laughs> that actually made me really happy to think about. And I know it shouldn't. It made space way less scary yeah. to think of Polly Pocket shoes in there. <laughs> it's not an empty abyss. No. Full of Polly Pocket shoes. <laughs> we love it. I do love it. Oh, So, Rachel, why don't you tell the people who you are? <laughs> tell them who you are. No. Uh, Rachel okay. and I met like Almost four years ago, our four-year anniversary is coming up. Oh, yeah. And she invited me to her photography retreat, and it was a life-changing experience for me. And I now remember all this. we're besties. Yeah. <laughs> we already cried about it two days ago. So oh. yeah. No I was tears. on her podcast. So guys, go support For Better and Worse podcast. Yes. Anyway, yes. sorry. Okay, you talk. <laughs> um, I'd much rather talk about our first date at Ikea, but... <laughs> We can talk about me if we the, want. The romance. Okay. My name's Rachel. I'm 27. I don't know if that's important, but I am a You're wedding a Sag. photographer like Jerry. I'm a Sagittarius. You need to know. An eight on the Enneagram, which is important. Everybody yes. needs to take that test. It explains um We everything. need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You should. You I should. know what I am, gonna- but I don't know. I need to dive deeper, but yeah. If you're a two, Jerry, that's not true. I just don't believe it. That's what that's I. That's what she is. That's what I come up as. <laughs> you would totally. Almost all ty- teachers will type as a two, because uh, it's your that. career. It's uh-huh. what you're so used to doing. Yeah, I hate that. Um, but no, if you, you have to like take the test, not as a teacher. But I did. I did again, and I I love twos, but there are things that I wish about two a uh, two that I wasn't. Anyway, this isn't yeah. about me. Talk about you, you. <laughs> You sad. I'll flip things around real quick. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a wedding photographer like Jerry. I've been doing it for like five and a half years. Um, uh, Born and raised in Ohio. Did a little stint in Oregon for a bit, but back in Ohio. um, I love my hometown. It's a creepy, weird obsession. And um, I'm okay with it now. I also love your hometown. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I said, I said I also love your hometown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kent. Kent. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, if you don't like Aww. Kent, yeah. you can go home. Yeah. You, you're the problem. It's so weird. People that went to college here are like, and I'm like, People yeah, live there all the time. Just a townie. <laughs> living, living life in the college town. Um, 
Yeah. So I have a podcast with my friend Jess um, and it's called For Better and Worse. And um, I kind of started that podcast. It was like born because I was getting divorced um, like two years ago um, was when I started that process. And I just remember like I was like listening to podcasts and I felt like all the resources out there were for that like were for people who have been divorced like were really centered around like co-parenting and like divorce like almost later yeah. in life like yeah yeah and I had a relatively short marriage like three to four years we didn't have a house we didn't have kids we didn't have pets like but it was like still emotionally traumatic and I felt like I obviously had learned a lot and I didn't feel like there was much like resources or I didn't feel like the community was for me well that there's um, so much stigma around being young and divorced yeah and having yes. another perspective a voice that can speak to what that's like and be like you're you're not done your life is not over yeah. right it's so right. important I felt a lot of pressure at the time to just kind of like sweep my divorce under the rug and I felt mm-hmm. like that's almost like people wanted to me to do like my family and stuff were like you're like you never had kids no one has to know <laughs> yeah it never happened <laughs> And it was like, that's just not authentic to who I am at all. I'm right. like yeah. the biggest open book that there's ever been. Like, yeah. it was really like, I'm an oversharer. Mm-hmm. So like, Same. especially being, a, being yeah. a wedding professional, I I remember learning like, you probably shouldn't tell people that you're divorced, like prospective clients and stuff. Because I, fe- I did feel like, yeah, that might not be the hottest look. <laughs> Divorced wedding photographer. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> How much could she possibly believe in love? <laughs> yeah. you know? like, so much so, so that you were uh, willing to try again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess. Technically. <laughs> yeah. Technically I got swindled, but <laughs> we're not mad about it. No. I just fell in love with another cis white man. <laughs> what 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 can I do about that? <laughs> a tragedy, we, honestly. We a modern day honestly, tragedy. Out of all of the world, like I it's okay. I love my partner. And honestly, like jokes aside, there's, I don't think there are, is anyone else out there that would like fill my cracks the yeah. same way. Yeah. Like that's, that's a joke that Jess and I sold on, on our podcast. And now I can't yeah. stop saying it. Yeah. It just, it, we love it a filmed. filled crack. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to create a space for other people in my situation to feel like safe and seen and then when my friend Jess was getting married I thought it would be like a really interesting dynamic um to have like a newlywed and a divorcee who are like the same age yeah um talk about relationships and breakups and um yeah for better and worse was born just last month It's so so cool to me that you are finally doing it because we talked about it before we started. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. She was like, you know, I just think it would be so cool to have a millennial perspective on divorce. It is something that at our age is not talked about a lot. You get like middle aged people talking about divorce and then not a lot. But it is not uncommon. Right. And you don't want people to like have to wait until they're older right. to feel like because a lot of people can maybe want to get a divorce or be separated but and feel like there's a stigma on it yeah and what and are feel people trapped. going to say yeah. yeah 
So yeah. I think it's awesome. I do too. I mean, I think feeling trapped is like the ul- the ultimate feeling. Right. Yep. Um, and even like, like Jess has talked about that. Like the first, like, you know, the first fight her and Joe got in, even over something stupid, she's like, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we live together. Yep. Yeah. You know, and it's like, even when things aren't terrible, it's like, yeah, when you're married, you're married. Like, yeah. it's, it's an intense feeling and like, it's, it doesn't have to be for everyone. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. But or forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> but as far as like my self love stuff kind of goes, um, I really came into like my self love journey at like the end of my marriage. Um, mm-hmm. like my marriage contributed a lot to like the stifling of my ability to love myself and more importantly, trust myself. Yeah. And, um, when I decided to finally choose myself, I was like, basically just set free it was like this choice of like be in a relationship with someone that doesn't truly love and appreciate you they just want to cage you they want they want you to be their the perfect version of the of you that they've created they want to keep you in your box Mm -hmm. and when I decided like no I'm gonna choose myself actually and figure out like how to love myself um fully and truly Um, and so like during my divorce process, I started offering uh, in my business, my photography business, things called self love sessions, which are like traditional boudoir sessions, but I market them as being for you, not for your partner, but for you, because it, and what was the most wonderful thing was like more people than not weren't even in relationships doing that Mm -hmm. because like I really wanted to share with people like you are deserving of Mm -hmm. love and you deserve to respect yourself and like love your body for what it is and visually see that like and it's just as a photographer like there's so many moments when you're just like I love my job Mm-hmm. But this was one of those that was like, I love my job. Like, I love doing this. I want to do this all the time. Um, yeah. And like, I do weddings. So like, I can't do them enough. But I did just technically buy a photo studio. So <laughs> I'll be able to do them a lot more. I'm so, so excited about it. Yeah. And I'll tell you, your self-love sessions are some of my favorite, favorite things that you've ever shot. Because you can tell you can tell that the women that you have photographed are feeling themselves. I love yeah. that. And it's like not even a question. Yep. It is like, yeah. the and they're, I've seen people share them. People who I would have never thought would have shared it just because of like their occupation that like, I, yeah, you did one of a teacher and I yeah. talked about how I'd be so scared, but she was like, uh-uh, after a baby, I'm loving this body. That's- I look hot as hell. Everyone should see me. I don't <gasps> oh, care. Oh, that's yes. amazing. I love yes. it. And I do need to shout out my hair and makeup team, Jason yeah. Brianna, because like when in any creative endeavor, like every single person is so important to making like the vibe right. And so like when I do the marathons, it's like the girls will get there and then they go into hair and makeup and I'm still with another person. So like 
Jason Brianna, their just ability to like hype these girls up and play fun music. Yeah. And like, you know, they're playing music that, that the girls like. Oh, so it's like, it's right. just, it, it was such a good experience to have like that kind of team atmosphere. And oh, I just can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Once I, once my renovations for my studio stuff <laughs> dim down and I can yeah. start planning like what I'm excited about doing, it'll be so much fun. Yeah. Um. So I was on Rachel and Jess's podcast. It just, the two episodes, because I talk entirely too much. Are you guys surprised? <laughs> um, came out today. And something that I wanted to talk about before we get into the Q&A with Rachel is I said something that I heard myself and I went, that's fucked up. <laughs> and I was so like happy. Listening back, yeah. Yeah. And I was so happy that we were going to have Rachel on and we were going to talk specifically about self-love because I walked face first into the point and didn't realize it until I heard myself say it later. And so something I said was, uh, I was talking about how Shane was sick and he was like 115 pounds at six foot, which for him was unhealthy. It, he was right, right. physically sick. Right. And I said, I've been waiting my whole relationship to weigh more than my husband. And I said it like a joke. Weigh less than your husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To weigh yeah. less than my husband. And I said it like a joke. And then when I heard myself say it back and I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? What? Why was I waiting for that? And I realized like I have issues yeah. with yeah. my body that I didn't necessarily realize because I wouldn't consider myself an insecure person. But that statement alone shows that yeah. I do. Well, and I think it's easier or it's harder for you and I to like people don't think that we're insecure because we tend to mask it with jokes yeah yeah obviously we did it with the last episode that we had little yeah. just like things that we've been hardcore insecure about for our whole lives right. we're like no guys this is funny because for me when i was growing up and getting bullied my coping mechanism was well if i make fun of it first and i make them laugh then oh, yeah. they don't think it's Right. They can't make fun of me because I've already said right. the joke. And right. I said a funny and joke. And you make it a did. part of your identity. Yeah. So the power that they would have over it I took doesn't it back. exist anymore. <laughs> right. yeah. But the problem is someone else can... The reason I am so frustrated with myself for saying it, and I'm I'm going to make a more cognizant effort to not do it again yeah. um, and to call myself out about it, is because someone else who isn't where I'm at mm -hmm. could hear that. And then now I've planted and or watered an insecurity. Yeah. yeah. And that's right. n never anything I want to do. So right. I am taking accountability right. for that right now. And I hope that through this, I can learn something and we can hopefully plant new seeds yeah. <laughs> in, right. in your mind gardens. <laughs> yes. So. Exactly. Yeah. When you said it, I said something. But like when you're hearing in the headphones, it's like it's delayed a lot. And yeah. It's like, but yeah, stuff like that. It's like normalized microaggressions to yourself. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, and it's something that you and your girlfriends probably would talk about and laugh about. And it's something that's so normalized. Like, and, and honestly, even I, like, when I started dating Josh, going from my ex husband, it was a comfort, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, like, like, for whatever reason, I felt like I can relax. Yeah. Versus like accepting and believing that my partner's love for me was not contingent upon if they can lift me up right. or not. Or right. like whatever it is about like the fantasy where guys need to weigh more or 
Yeah. Why? That be my taller, hand should be so dainty or, in his yeah. giant hand. Yes. <laughs> Disney, I'm looking at you. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I think that is, it's dangerous for women and it's dangerous for men. Because yeah. the longer that we fuel like that narrative, the longer men will believe I need to find a woman smaller than me. Mm-hmm. Right. I need to find a woman smaller than me. Right. And any woman that's bigger than them, they're just settling for it. They're lucky that I dated. Like, right. It's these like background thoughts. That and are, like, or so there dangerous. are men who are then insecure about their bodies because they like can't put on weight. Yeah. Or that they don't look like a specific thing either because it, men can suffer just as much as women from it. And in both sides, oh. it's fueling it. Yeah. One of the things that is not talked about em- enough is how like eating disorders in men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disordered eating in men is so common, especially with gym culture. Yeah. That like that isn't even becoming a conversation because it's about health and fitness. Yeah. But it's like it's an obsession that's yes. taking over space in your brain. Yeah. And it's not adding to your life. It's right. taking away from your life experiences. Right. So, yeah. Men, they've got issues. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Honest. I mean, but it's, yeah, it's a societal thing that I think it's, we focus so much of that on women and it is bad, obviously with women, but I think with men, it's just kind of like, oh, get out. It's what society always says to men, like toughen up, get over it. Yeah. Don't be a pussy and talk about your feelings or what's wrong with you. And so it's just bottled up. And I honestly think a lot of them don't even know that what it is i think it's so right we've like gendered eating disorders so yeah. they oh, don't yeah. they think they don't think they can claim it they think well i'm not yeah. anorexic i'm eating food and i'm not throwing up so i'm not bulimic so i don't have an eating yeah. disorder right but if you're so consumed with all of your thoughts are what you're eating what you're consuming how you're working out like yeah yeah that's disordered yeah, yeah. are we ready to jump into the the cues yeah we got yeah, the cues. Do you have it. the A's? <laughs> we'll say. <laughs> Digging we for will. my wisdom. <laughs> so, um, what's the first time you remember being conscious of your body and how you looked? Well, the first time I remember, like, being aware of, like, my body as a woman, mm-hmm. I was in the fourth grade. And I was being, like, violated by a boy in my class at recess every day. And he – I was, like, a mutant child. Like, yeah. I I was just taller and developed and, like, from a young age. And so, mm-hmm. like, I was the first girl in my class with boobs. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like, this boy felt the need to be, like, ooh. Like, and would These touch me and fight. Yeah, these are for me. And I didn't, obviously, you know, at nine years old, I was like, I don't get it. I don't understand. And then I told my teacher and I remember her face Mm -hmm. and me seeing her face telling her made me immediately be like, I mean, immediately started crying. Yeah. Like you did something bad. Like, oh shit. Well, she was horrified. Yeah. She was horrified. (laughs) She was like, what? And then, you know, he got three days of uh, lunch detentions. So seems like I will not the touch punishment boobs. The I will crime, not touch boobs. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. As it always does. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Um, so 
I think that was the first time I was like aware that I had a body. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I was aware and I was aware that men were aware. Yeah. And that I they remember were. that making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, like in middle school specifically, I remember feeling for the first time like, oh, this is a thing. We're supposed to look good. Mm-hmm. And I was friends with like a lot of just naturally beautiful like athletes. And I just have always been like plus size. Like I played the same sports, ate the same foods. I've just been curvy my entire life. I've been mm-hmm. taller. I've been like I stopped growing. I plateaued. <laughs> but uh, I was tall at the time. Yeah. Like they we played softballs. Like, softballs. We played softball against girls who like had their growth spurt early. Yeah. That we yeah. were never going to win against that team. They were freaking crushing home <laughs> runs in yeah. fourth grade. Like outside I had to play the field. up two years. I had to play oh my gosh. Like, like they had meetings. Like, <laughs> where should Rachel play? Oh my God. <laughs> On the field. <laughs> just, On the court? just like what, what age group can she be in? Oh because God. I was so much taller and like, yeah. I was a teenage Un- mutant ninja turtle. It was unfair for the other people your age. Yeah. It was. I was really good at sports. It's like honestly it wasn't fair. It was fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I was too coordinated at the time. Sure. Yeah, That's yeah. on me. That's on me. Yeah, yeah. I was throwing like 40 mile an hour pitches in softball. Like that something was wrong with me. It's not my fault, people. No. But oh I just God. plateaued really early. It was like like, I remember, like, everyone was like, Rachel, it's going to be amazing. But it was like, no, she's got really good really quick. There was nowhere else she was going to go with it. it <laughs> That's was a lot of pressure. Rough. I know. Then, like, but every it, year it when you stop growing, you're like, so that was that was it for me then, huh? Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was a disappointment. It was a disappointment for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, so in in middle school, I remember, like, Feeling like I was cute, but I wasn't being pursued in the same way as mm-hmm. other girls. And that made me self-conscious. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget being on the phone with a boy I liked, like crying over something. And he, him saying to me, Rachel, you have a really pretty face. <gasps> you have a really pretty face. And I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, like yeah, I, what? And at the time, th- this kid was Chunky McChunkerson, so it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't have six pack abs. <laughs> yeah, you have the so- same cup size as me. Like, what <laughs> are we talking about? Like, but it was like that. I like you know that double yeah. standard. Like looking yeah. back on it, it was like I am designed to be pleasurable to you. Yeah, right. And you are designed to judge me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um and men can have dad bods or whatever and that's like whatever, <laughs> but women you have to look like you have to, if you're curvy, yeah. you have to be curvy but have a flat stomach. You know yes. what I'm saying? Or if you're and no dimples. No. And no stretch marks. No. No, no, no. Yeah. Definitely no imperfections of any kind and <laughs> no. no hair. Yeah. <laughs> Just a seal. Right. <laughs> oh, it's in it. I think like my insecurities started to show and something that predators like to do is prey on 
people who they know that they can like sink their teeth into a little bit easier. Yeah. And that's when I got into a relationship with my abuser. He was my same age. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's when I like learned what like sex was and what like my vagina was for. I was like, I don't, I don't know what the purpose of this was. Like literally, like I was that young that I was like, I'm sorry, where are you putting your hands, yeah. sir? Oh, I my don't gosh. know. <laughs> like, yeah. And like being aware of my body and that, like, I think I was so young at the time that I was like, so young that I was like, my body isn't my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, and I spent a lot of time after getting out of that relationship healing from it and being like, and learning truly, like, I can say no. Yeah. Like, before you even know that no is a word, right? We, we see this a lot with, like, children that have been abused. And, like, I was a child that was abused, but I was abused by a child. Like, yeah. it was a very complicated, like, situation. Um, or I was told that it was at the time by my counselor mm-hmm. when I was like, what do we do here? And she right. was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, know, I'm stumped. I'm stumped. This is a real, it's a real doozy. <laughs> I need um, you to not be stumped here, Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. And that, in that relationship was when I formed, um, like my first eating disorder, which was just like anorexia, starving myself, um, drinking Diet Cokes alone in the bathroom, yeah. just like trying to remain any amount of control of my life that I could. Um, and also I was just anxious. I think that yeah. was something I didn't know at the time. It's like, I just wasn't hungry and yeah. I was constantly worried and stressed. And, um, I held that in my body. Like if yeah. you can't verbalize it, if you don't have the words to verbalize it, you hold it in. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm quoting you, Jerry, from our last episode. <laughs> hey. Um, so yeah, I just, from then on, it was just like the ups and downs of like restricting and binging and um in my early adulthood I got really into orthorexia which is the sneakiest eating disorder of all which is eating disorder that describes itself as health so it's the Mm, obsession with exercise with Uh a particular diet yeah um and when those obsessions rule your life they become a real problem Yeah. yeah Question number two. Um, these are probably not going to go in order now. Okay. But I wanted to start with that one. Yes. Um, COVID weight gain. What do you say when you look in the mirror and feel about it? Like sad face emoji. I think the question is you have to get to the bottom of like why. Why yeah. do you feel bad about it? Do you feel bad about it because like your stomach hurts And you feel like you can't run as far or do you feel bad about it because you feel like society's telling you to feel bad about it? Do you feel like your body intrinsically has more worth when it's smaller? Because if you believe that, that's a lie. That's a lie that diet culture in the world wants you to believe because that means it can have control over you and to a certain Mm -hmm. extent your money and your time and your commitment. Um, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. So you are allowed to look in the mirror and say, ugh. But you're also obligated to say, 
I love this anyway. Because when you think about it, especially in COVID, like your body is built to bring you through life. If you gained weight during COVID because you probably weren't going out as much and you weren't allowed to go to your gym and you weren't allowed to do things and instead you spent your time um, baking cookies and surviving a pandemic. Yeah. Thank you for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank your body for that. Like, I think when we stop sexualizing ourselves and instead choose to honor our bodies for what they are, which is like the vessels for our souls, we can separate what society wants from our body and what we need from our body. And what we need from our body isn't skinniness. Yeah. It's survival. Yeah. Right. And I think it's interesting because uh, I've learned this recently because when we decided to put ourselves on video, Jerry knows I was like, people are going to be mean to me. Oh, my God. They're going to call out all of my insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't sit this way because they'll say something about the way that my face looks. And I, you know, just silly little things. The one time I almost made her completely redo an episode with me because yeah. I was. She didn't like her hair. <laughs> embarrassed about the way my hair looked. And just other silly things like but the way I was silly. sitting. But it's not silly. Like yeah. I understand that it appears silly when someone looks and they're like, well, that's nothing to beat. But when it's in your head. It right. was consuming me. Mm-hmm. It was all I could think about when we were recording. I would sit certain ways because I was so worried about it. And nobody has said anything. If anything, right. they've been extra nice about it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you girls are so cute. Like somebody drew us. Oh my gosh. Those of you who drew us as a bunny and a horse, what the heck? <laughs> It was amazing. We've but the never way felt better looking. We showed you that. Yeah, we we'll have to. You. The way that they drew us made me feel like a freaking rock star. And I was like, is that the way that they see us? Because that's like not the way. Yeah, I mean, right. I was a fuckable bunny. Yeah. <laughs> but the way that they, the way that they drew me is not at all the way that I see me. And it was like, it almost brought me to tears because it was like a moment of, oh, people don't see you like you no. see you. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, it's something I'm working on. Yeah. Right. Really hard. I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are like going to make your bank cry. Mm-hmm. Now you can rent them. For a period of time, and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options for everyone, and this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it, and you're like, I I don't think that's for me, but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it, and you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to 
N-U-U-L-Y dot com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code TANGENTS20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code TANGENTS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. What is the most important thing to you when it comes to menstrual care? Um, I would say probably not having to worry about leaking, going about mm. my day, and not worrying about having to run to the bathroom when you feel that, oh, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, I think I'd agree. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Flex. If you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, you've got to try Flex. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time-use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It's not a cup, and it's better than a tampon. It's unlike any period product you've ever seen before. One Flex Disc can be worn for up to 12 hours, and it holds as much flow as three super tampons. Plus, you can wear it for mess-free period sex. Yes, my white sheets love that for me. (laughs) Flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons. So, they are planet-friendly. And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it and you won't lose it. Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons, I really truly believe that. Well, this beginner is grateful for that. (laughs) Yes. It's also velvety soft and completely body safe and it lasts for years. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off Flex Disc starter kits. Or 10% off your first Flex Cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flex, F-L-E-X, fits.com slash tangents. 
Any tips on how to stop worrying about others' opinions toward what I wear? Ooh. I think that starts with you getting opinion on yourself. Yeah. yeah. And what you like. Like, yeah. that... Once you establish like your confidence or your opinion on, I look great in this outfit. I love this outfit. I like wearing this color. Like once you establish what you like, that will naturally like discredit other people's opinions. Yeah. Because it's like, this you, is reality. Yeah. Your whatever, right. like this is real. This is real. What I'm feeling is real. So it doesn't matter what anyone right. else is opinion is always had trouble with clothes you know that because I feel like I don't have a style because my style is just comfort (laughs) and so I've always been like no I can't do that I don't look cute I don't know how to do my like you do my style me you know what I mean and she's like it's literally just what you like and I'm like I I don't know what I like like it's well there the other problem is you do Sierra you like comfortable clothes yeah and that's really it that could be your style but I'm like embarrassed it's a valuable style yeah Yeah. I'm like embarrassed when I go out that people are gonna think that I'm plain or that I don't know how to like be cute or fashion wise it's so weird I don't know why I have like that insecurity and you know what's weird like already like you've you've discredited your fashion style because you've said that other people have different ones yeah but like if you're comfortable with the fact that like I'm just I like my comfort. Yeah. I like to be yeah. comfortable. I like the colors gray, blue, and orange. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's the thing right. is like I can celebrate other people, but like struggle myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like kind of what you're saying is like I like this stuff on other people and because that's not what I'm in, yeah, then I must be the wrong one. Yeah. Because I'll I'll see people in their styles, like the stuff that you wear. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cute. And then I'll try it on. And I'm like, I hate this on me. <laughs> like, But it's just because it's not comfortable for me to or wear. Or it's not yeah. your style. It's not my style. And, like, but I appreci- love it on you. Yeah, but you can appreciate it and not um, be less than. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I think another issue is like, for me... Sometimes I can't, I feel like I can't claim that I have body issues because I've always been a slender person. And for some reason, like being thin, there's this illusion that like you can't also hate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And because other people are like, oh my gosh, you, you, you know that you are someone's goal. Mm-hmm. And so to not like yourself is almost like more offensive. Insulting. Yeah. But like it still yeah. exists. But I can, like, look at anyone else wearing a crop top. Oh, yeah. Any size. Literally And any be size. like, you, you are bomb. You freaking Hell yeah. That. Go ahead. But I can look at my stomach and be like, you're going to need to cover that guy up. Yeah. And it's so weird. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. I'm the exact I same way. I think it's, like, it's very natural mm-hmm. to feel that way. Because, like, the only body you get to be self-conscious over is your own. Right. And especially if, like, you grew up in a family or had friends that only fueled insecurities. Mm-hmm. Unless you've spent significant amount of time, like, confronting those insecurities and saying, like, these don't have any value over my life. These, like, yeah. you're going to tell yourself the same truth that you were told. Yeah. Right. Because, like, that's all you know. Yeah. And so for me, it was like accepting like for me, the what I had to do to be thin, 
the amount of time I had to spend in the gym, I had to spend two hours in the gym every day and consume under a thousand calories. That is what I had to do to be society's standard of thin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just the truth. Um, And once I said, I have more in my life to get. Yeah. I have more to do. I have more to gain than trying my hardest to be the smallest version of myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Because here's the trick. I went from being almost 200 pounds to 130 pounds in six months. And I still didn't like the way I looked. And so the answer was not, did you lose enough weight? The answer was, did you love yourself anyway? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you love yourself to begin with? Yeah. And self-hatred is the worst motivator to lose weight. Right. It will get you going for a minute, but it won't keep you going. Yep. The only thing that will truly create a lasting, healthy relationship with diet and exercise, and not I mean, that's just nutrition and health and exercise, is love for your body, for the vessel in which your soul lives in. You have to love and respect yourself in order to keep it healthy. Do you think... I, I'm using air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those oh, yeah, for yeah. those listening. <laughs> we get in trouble. Right. Health looks different on everyone. Yeah. Um, do you think that... Because I think one of the questions is like, how do you go about doing that? Do you think that you need to just tell yourself almost like fake it till you make it carve out a different path for your brain? Even if you don't believe it at first, say it until you do. I think that's part of it, right? It's establish um, habits that you want to stick. But I think more importantly, you have to distance yourself from the culture that says you aren't good enough. Yeah. You have to unfollow the friends. You have yeah. to unfollow the influencers. You have to only surround yourself with the truth that you need to believe. Yeah. yeah. That's really important. Because it's impossible to live your own narrative when you're surrounded with conflicting ones. Yeah. yeah. It's impossible to truly believe what you're doing is right when one of your friends is preaching, you know, diet sh- diet pills. Right. Like how, how are you going to have a holistic view of your health right? when you are being bombarded with information that is so contradictory mm-hmm. yeah. to what you need to believe to be a whole healthy person? Right? Yeah. All of that stuff can kind of um, fog the clarity that you're needing the you know to see yourself through and I feel like it's easier to go back like when I was in therapy when I was working on like depression and those habits um I would do amazing work and then I would get into a depressive episode and it was so easy to just fall right back into the like it was almost like those lines were already carved so like just slipping back into them I almost didn't even notice I was doing it so there was like comfort yes so I think what you said is exactly what you have to do. Distancing yourself. It's hard because, mm-hmm. you know, I had to unfollow a lot of the the beauty influencers that were like unhealthy. Yeah. 
yeah. doing it. And it was sad because I was like, oh, I enjoyed seeing their content, but I knew what it was doing to me. And right. it was making me question myself and my worth in the way that I looked every single day yeah. when yeah. I did it. And it was so unhealthy to the point where I would go to bed and be like, you're never going to look like that. You are not worth anything because you're never going to look like that. So, okay, right. this just came to my mind. Whenever you talk about like, alcoholism or just addiction in any type of way that's a lifelong thing that's yeah. a lifelong journey oh yeah uh, same thing with your self-image and yep. if you've ever struggled with disordered eating or anything like that um that's a lifelong thing do you think though you could ever get to a point kind of like could an alcoholic ever go to a bar so could you unfollow all of this stuff get to a healthy place where you feel like you have healthy boundaries could you then go back or do you think that that's always going to be a trigger? It will. I mean, it's absolutely always going to be a trigger. Yeah. Um, like I go to like a yoga studio. Mm -hmm. I might sneeze. God bless. I was going to say bless you. Um, but it's also like a, a power fitness studio. Yeah. So like I do believe that like my studio does a really good job of like not promoting diet culture like they don't talk about weight loss very much they don't talk about like dieting there's no promotion of shakes or whatever um but obviously like you can't control the people who come in the door and a, a lot of people are older women who are just trying to get their bodies back mm. just trying to get my body back you're in it baby and so like <laughs> yeah you're you're in it yeah you're in it and it's like, one, it's just really sad to watch 45-year-old women comparing themselves to the six, their 16-year-old self. Yes. yes. A child. A yeah. child. You are comparing yourself to a child. You've had four children, and you're comparing yourself to when you were their age. Yes. Like, that's not, one, that's not fair to yourself, and two, it's just not realistic. And also, three, you could probably get there, and you would still find faults with yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So... It is triggering for me to at times to go to work out and be a part of that culture, um, which is why if I'm ever feeling down because like, right, like eating disorders, you're in recovery. Right. You're yeah. always in recovery. Um, and like even probably last month or maybe two months ago, I was like crying to to my sister um, saying like, when do I stop? Mm -hmm. Like, like, like I was like, I'm not always aware of it, but like, when am I not going to, in my head, add 40 calories to my toast when I put the butter on? Like when, when does that yeah. end? You know? Cause it is exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting. Just like it's exhausting for addicts yeah. you know, to be like constantly thinking and con like it takes away so much energy from your life. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but in the same aspect as like addicts who who are like recovered or in recovery and who can speak on it, like it is so enriching for me to be able to have a conversation with someone and be like, like a lot, a, a, probably the biggest, most toxic thing people do at the gym is talk about earning food. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the easiest that thing for me to correct. Is like, yeah. Sounds so yucky. Right. I've never heard that before. I have. And oh. I hate that. Well, you've heard it before. It's, oh, can't wait to have cake when I get home. I've earned it. Yep. Uh, 
yeah. If yeah, I yeah. do a couple more steps, I can have pizza. Mm-hmm. I, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I I can't do that tonight because I skipped the gym. Yep. I can't. Yes. That's that's the idea of earning food. We <sighs> have a friend that we went to school with who um, is a fitness coach, and she is so actively against diet culture and um it's more so like how can you have a healthy relationship with food and exercise yes how can you make sure that you are because she did and she talks about her journey and she went like to where she was cardioing all the time and got like yeah real skinny and she was like i was skinny i wasn't healthy right right so yeah i think what she does is awesome because that's something that i don't think about i think if you are on a fitness journey then you're obsessing about it and it doesn't have to be that no yeah no because for me like what I had to change in my mind like although it is hard so like say like you know I have gained weight in quarantine right Mm -hmm. and so consciously I know that like all I'm trying to do is to create habits, right, that make me the best version that I need to be. Like I have anxiety. I have mental health issues. I know that exercise helps with those things. And I like how I feel when I exercise. Right. So I try to make attainable goals to reach that. And if I end up losing weight because I'm reaching those goals, like, and, and they're not weight loss goals. Right. Yeah. They're their consistency goals, their their goals for my mental health, their goals for my life. Yeah. 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 Um, that's the difference. Um, because honestly, like when I tell people how much I weigh, no one believes me. I've always just been like dense. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I'm a dense person. I don't know if they put lead into my <laughs> bones as a baby. I don't know if I'm going to mutate into the Wolverine. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I'm a dense person. Mm-hmm. And so like I've always just like weighed a lot. Like yeah. always. Like from my uh, like I remember like looking at my friends and being like, we are the same size. Like we wear the same size pants. We do the same sport. I'm 20 pounds more than you. So yeah, how's that work? <laughs> How does this work? Yeah. Science is stupid. Yeah. Science is weird. Is my, bl- is my blood thicker than yours? Yeah. I don't understand. I got that thick blood. I, I got that jello blood. You know <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that like people, um, if, cause I'm imagining just like how you said, like it's, I don't want to unfollow these people because I enjoy their content. Yeah. I would probably, I would suggest, you know, whatever you are, liking about these people what is it about them that you like you can find it in a body positive environment right what i mean yes yes so if you're like i really enjoy this like okay can you find it somewhere else though because someone who's not gonna make you feel bad about yourself i was realizing when i was trying to think like what is it that i like about these people why am i hanging on to them and it wasn't even what i liked it was like almost guilty pleasure torturing myself of being yeah. like yes look at how beautiful she is look mm-hmm. at what her ass looks like your ass will never look like that <laughs> it like it right. doesn't matter how many squats you do you'll never have that but look at how flawless her skin is and i was like tor- it was like fun for me to torture you wanted myself. to like vicariously live through her <laughs> yes and it was getting yes. to be like i don't know just not there Healthy. was nothing yeah good about it at yeah. all 
but for me, it Your was daily like, dose of self hatred. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like again when I was depressed, I would just like scroll through, and it was like that voice in the back of my head was just having a field day, like yeah. ripping yeah. myself apart, looking at these people. But I'm thinking like. No, I'm just doing this because I like them. I like their content. It's like, no, you are doing this to, you're getting like pleasure out of hating yourself. Yeah. And I want to say that like not every content creator is toxic. They're they're out there. But you can experience self-hatred even if they're not toxic. Right. These people weren't meaning to make me think this way, but they were. Right, right. And it's not even necessarily, like, this isn't exclusive to, like, fitness influencers. Right. This can be parenting influencers. This yeah. can be, you know, mom bloggers and makeup. Yeah. Like, yes, it can, it can literally, like, it's different for everyone. Yeah. What right. some people can handle and process is different for other people. You know, like, don't, on in a general rule, like, I don't like following people that don't enrich my life. Yes. Right. Like why? Like what's the point? That's what I had um, to And I think like that. it is addictive. Like mm-hmm. self-hatred is addictive mm-hmm. because a lot of the times it's a normalized behavior. So it's familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a weirdly familiar feeling. Like especially when the world feels chaotic. It's like, you know what I can do today? That's going to feel the same. Doom scroll. Shitting on myself. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Finding ways like, to hate myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because that's a consistent feeling. That's a feeling that's familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um, I keep forgetting that people sent in questions. <laughs> um, how do you start? why our episode Now I just was, have my own. I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you start to love your body again after it's been through so much trauma? Oh. <sighs> you better take another sip. <laughs> my, my advice for that is start by thanking it start by thanking your body for bringing you through something that it shouldn't have had to go through um as someone who has like undergone self-harm and sexual trauma like it's hard because the value that you put on your body was taken away from you either by another person or by your own mental health, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so there's not a right answer. If you really are struggling with self-worth and if you've undergone trauma, I really hope that you seek out professional help or um, you know, books or whatever way you can help yourself. I know that therapy is expensive and it's a privilege to be able to afford it. Um, but step one, thank your body. Step one, practice honoring it. Um, you can't work through trauma alone most of the time. That's why they call it trauma. It's why it feels like a heavy word. It feels like a big thing that you can't move on your own. Rachel kept telling me for months and months and months, and you kept telling me for months and months and months, you have to go to therapy. Rachel would be like, I don't care how strong you think you are. You cannot do this by yourself. Yep. And I, it, yeah. At one point, I was like, yes, I can. Yeah. I can. I always have. But yeah. all it did was make me hate myself more mm-hmm. because I felt like I couldn't and I was failing. When yep. the whole yeah. point was, I don't need to. No. And you don't. Yeah. Right. There's nothing that says you have to do it alone. Right. No. But our inner voice might. Yeah. You yeah. know, like 
you're a piece of shit if you can't figure this out. Yep. Aren't you smart enough? Didn't you go to school? Mm-hmm. Like strong enough. <sighs> when did you yeah. talk to my inner voice? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have the same one. <laughs> I know. Damn. Center voice is like spending time in like condos in each of our brains. What is that? That's She's POS, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so loving your body through trauma um, and after trauma is really difficult. And I am not a mental health professional, so I'm very hesitant um, to speak on on that. But yeah, just start by thanking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on stretch marks and how can I look at mine differently? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, did I send this? <laughs> I know. Honestly, that's something I'm working on because yeah. my stretch marks right now, um, from both of my pregnancies look like, um, the flames of my fire crotch creeping yes. up my body. <laughs> oh my and I'm trying art. to just be like, art. Uh, yeah, is, that's I mean, what that I'm trying to look at myself like a hot rod. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's how I'm trying to retrain okay, but it. but here's my question. Um, have either of you ever met any woman without stretch marks? I don't know. I don't go up and, like, if I've seen them without... That's the thing, though, because I don't think we're looking for them. Yeah, I guess. We right, probably... why would you look? Yeah. Because, but we're but staring even, at even my. Yeah. So, like, I photographed many women naked, fit women, athletes. Yeah. We all have stretch marks. Yeah. Every, every single one of them. Yeah. So I think normalizing that, um, it is hard to come to terms with any insecurity we have. And if for whatever reason yours is stretch marks, um, it can feel like a lot. I was really insecure about my stretch marks. I remember, I remember I was probably in the third or fourth grade, when I discovered stretch marks on like the inside of my leg, that's uh-huh. the first place I got them. And I showed my mom because I was like, I think the cat scratched me. <laughs> but, you know, I was just like, what is this? And yeah. my mom was kind of confused and she was like, those are just stretch marks. And I ended up getting them not because I was gaining weight, because I was growing. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, like I was growing at an astronomical <laughs> That's a, it. You were just rate. growing faster than your skin was like <laughs> couldn't yeah. keep Able up. to keep up with. Yeah. yeah. But like you even look at a lot of guys have stretch marks too. Yep. Yeah. But I hid my body for a long time because I was so embarrassed by them. Mm-hmm. And I had them like on my sides yeah. and like on my like breasts oh, and yeah. like um my legs and my butt. Like like they're everywhere. My stretch marks are Stretch marks are everywhere. But if you if you feel like you're this is just like a tip. Um, if your stretch marks are red, um, they need to see the sunlight. Yeah. I kept my stretch marks hidden. Like I wore bathing suits with skirts and full tops until like I don't know if I read something or just was like finally said, fuck it, I'm gonna wear this one suit my friends are wearing. It was like one summer and I was like these bitches became invisible. <laughs> you're, t- you're telling me I've been hiding them and all they needed to do was see the sun? have some vitamin D. <laughs> I was like, that is so crazy. Yeah. But, so My I, would to, I, don't, I don't know if anybody else needs that information. Red. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a spinoff question from this because yeah. this is something I think I struggle with. And it is this idea 
of needing to love every part of your body. Right. Can you not hate it and also not love it? Like, yeah, I think for me, it's not that I hate my stretch marks. I'm kind of indifferent to them, but I don't love, love them. them. Well, yeah. you understand the purpose of them. You understand why you have them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why they're there. Okay. Because I think for a long time, I felt guilty that I didn't love that these parts. Like, oh, my God. My new body is so great. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, like, I I don't hate. I don't hate my stretch marks. They honestly. I'm like, you're fine. Yeah. 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 But I'm not right. like. They're not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, like when you think about your body and you want to yeah. have a good relationship with your body, okay, think about it like a relationship with a person, right? Like you love Shane. Yeah, he's you great. You love Corey. Yes. You don't love every single part of them. <laughs> yeah. But True. you accept the parts yeah. of them. Yeah. These oh. are me. What is these are part of me. Wow. And because that's the thing, like I could spew off to you. Just because, like, I have come to this body acceptance, body positivity um, movement, that doesn't mean that I magically don't believe that my eyes are too close together, right? My forehead is too big, and that my face is too small for my body. These are my like. Just <laughs> a change. I'm in here being like, like, uh, yeah, I uh-uh. don't see any uh-uh. of that. <laughs> oh, at my lowest low, I think that my head looks like a little shrunken doll, <laughs> like. <laughs> One of those shrunken heads. <laughs> Why do we don't do put it out there? Because someone will draw it. I'm a horse now. <laughs> That's true. I'm a rabbit. Listen, I am a hot horse. <laughs> no, they made me a good looking body. <laughs> but <laughs> this is a good time for me to mention um, a movement or part of the body positivity community um, is actually the concept called body neutrality. Ooh. So different to body positivity which is kind of like the concept that like you love your body Mm -hmm. you accept your body you think it's beautiful body neutrality is more of the point of like saying like i am neutral yeah everything i do is to be neutral Mm -hmm. and i think i kind of subscribe to both of those things like i wouldn't say that like I dress like with a middle finger up to like society, right? (laughs) Like I wear crop tops because I think they look better on me than normal shirts. I wear things that like I believe I look good in. Right. But like I also will avoid clothes that I think I would be self-conscious in. Right. Um, So like I, whatever clothes I wear, I want to be as least like as less aware of my body as I can be in a sense. Like I want to feel confident and good, but like that's why like I buy like my clothes fit a little bit baggier because mm-hmm. I don't want to be aware. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's also like a style comfortable. Yeah, yes. you can also just I like, don't want to prefer a baggier look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like body neutrality is definitely something to look into for people that are like. This body positivity thing, I can't, I can't get there. Yeah, I think yeah. that I might think, be like, an easier transition. I think that that too. is yeah. such a freeing thing to know exists because I think I am someone 
who sees body positivity and loving every part of myself as like a finish line. Yeah. And I just mm-hmm. don't know if I can ever get there, but I, I know I can I could get, get to, to neutral. neutral. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Neutral, I could get yeah. there. Yeah. I can bounce between neutral and love for different yeah. parts of me as right. long as I don't, like, I'm not going to say that I'll never dip in the negative pool, but like. <laughs> so fun <sometimes>. right. <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to like cannonball in there. Yeah. But... No, no. The ranch de- dressing tastes good over there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. We'd be double dipping. (laughs) For sure. How do I get to a point where I want to recover for myself and not just for others? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it, it, It ties into everything. It's like you have to value your own opinion. You have to look to yourself and trust yourself. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the time, like especially people in recovery, like recovering for other people, it can be a good foot in the door to see what recovery feels like. But until you decide that your life is valuable enough to change long-term for you. Yeah. You are going to slip up, Mm -hmm, you know? And so like, I think especially if you're like recovering from an eating disorder or disordered eating or whatever, um, and it's impacting your life and your family, which it does, it can totally tear families apart. Yeah. You know, it's okay if you start trying to do it for someone else, but in that process, you need to learn why you are valuable outside of your body. Like I remember when I, there was a period of time where like in a year I had gained 25 pounds, Mm -hmm. but I had moved across the country. I'd started another business. I'd, and I remember like reflecting and being like, these were 25 well-spent pounds Mm -hmm. because my time was no longer preoccupied with constant exercise and like, you know, meal prepping and all this stuff that like I couldn't maintain when working as hard as I did and I I was making friends and I had um formed my new like one of my new hobbies which is like beer and I was like I'm, I've gained so much in my life and it just so happens to reflect on the scale yeah 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 as well right and th- that acknowledging that like with weight gain can come so much freedom Mm-hmm. Right. Like your life, your purpose in your life cannot be to be the smallest version of yourself. It has to be to be the most full version of yourself. Right. And once you are genuinely excited about realizing who that person is, mm-hmm. who that full version of yourself is, you can try to fully submit to recovery right fully accept um your body and um learn how to love yourself without looking to others for that validation um it can feel like a prison when oh yeah all you're doing is focusing on your body and how to either achieve something 
like achieve, achieve a certain look or a certain number, or if you're counting calories or if you're planning for meals, there is no space for people. There's no space for hobbies. There's no, no space for things that you love. There's no space for happy yeah. there, happiness. There's no space to celebrate the things that make your life worthwhile if it's full of all the things that are keeping you from actually living. Yeah. Do you remember right. when uh, this last, not this last summer, the summer before, um, when I got real depressed again and yeah. it was, I found this meal prep thing online, yeah. right? And it told me exactly what to do. And it was like, supposed to be healthy, right? And it was, but it was like, you have to do this exact workout regimen and eat exactly what is on this every single day. Or it's not, you're not going to get the results that you want was how it was offered to me. Because if you don't look, it's your fault. <laughs> yes. So I got crazy about it. And then I started getting depressed again because mm -hmm. I would be like, Corey, I can't go to your parents' cookout because I have to eat this meal yeah. at this time. Yes. And I have to yes. do these workouts. And like I was, and then if I would miss one, oh my God, I would Ooh, berate myself. The whole myself. week's ruined. Everything. Yes. Yep. And then because the whole week was ruined, I was like, well, tomorrow's a cheat day too now, blah, blah. And then the yeah. week would go by and I would have done none of my meal prepping. Yeah. And now I'm like, what a piece of shit you are. It was yeah. the most like self-deprecating I ever was. There was no winning. There no. was no winning in that situation. No. Yeah. Because if I did it, I was missing out on living life. And if I didn't do it, I was a piece of shit because I couldn't stick to what I was supposed to be sticking to. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It's ridiculous that there is a form of society that expects us to hate ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, There's that, an entire multi-billion dollar industry that does. Yeah. yeah. I bought that. Like I spent, that's the other reason I was like, you spent money on this. You, the least you need to do. And then it just made me, it makes me so angry when I think about the fact that this person who is a man makes money off of the, telling these women that they're not good enough and yes. telling them. If you do this exactly the way that I tell you to do it, then you're perfect. But if you don't, it's your fault that you don't right. look like this because right. you obviously didn't follow exactly what I said to do all the time. It was the most controlling thing that I've ever yeah. like been a part of. And I was like, I don't even know this person. Yeah. <laughs> Why right. am I doing this to myself? Um, how do I learn to find the good and beautiful parts of my body? I struggle. My initial response is they're all beautiful. But... <laughs> I mean, they all have value. Yeah. 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 I know that my first response like, to that person was they're all beautiful, but I literally just said that I'm like, eh, yeah. to like parts of me. So <laughs> that's, myself. that's my thing is like, I love you. I love all of you, whoever you are. Don't even need to see you to know that I love you. Yep. But like, it's, yep. I have a double standard for myself that I need to continue attacking. Mm -hmm. Well, right. attacking the bad part. No, I don't need to keep attacking myself. I do that enough. Right. <laughs> Right. Like, you know, at my best, I think, you know, like, you, you start with little things. Like, I remember feeling like, you know, my hair's good. That was always, like, my security blanket, which I think is for a lot of women. Yeah. Like, my hair. Um, And then, like, as I started, like, my body acceptance, body positivity journey, I was like, I like the shape of my body. Um. And it takes a while. Yeah. Be fucking patient with yourself. Yeah. Like allow yourself to fail and allow yourself to to feel like you can still grow. 
Like, I think it's, it is not this like, snap your fingers. Yeah. Like tomorrow I'm going to be snap. body positive and then, <laughs> you know, everything will be perfect and I'll yeah. love myself completely. Yeah. I don't no, think it's not like, realistic. It starts with respect. Mm-hmm. Like it starts with acknowledging that like all of your features have value. Your body is valuable and it's valuable to you. Like I've said this at the beginning, stop sexualizing yourself. Yeah. yeah. Stop comparing yourself to one people that get paid to look like that yeah (laughs) or have paid to look like that yeah i was gonna say or spend money to look like that right and if you have the means to pay for whatever cosmetic surgery because you go for it whatever right but like also i hope that everyone can get to a point with their bodies to say like you know like i said like i think my head's too small (laughs) I cannot imagine cares? you with a larger yeah. head. No, I think your head is perfect. <laughs> Please don't get a head enlarged. I, I wish my eye, you know, it's like, I wish my eyes <laughs> That's why I laughed because the first thing I saw is was like, it? she mm-hmm. just gets like, <laughs> I'm going to get plastic surgery and enlarge my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to get like a lot of fillers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what's weird? I have the opposite where I think my head is too large for my, like, oh, I think too. my face is too big for no, my body. None of it I makes sense. It. I can't none even realize that sense. I have long hair because my face is so long. It makes my hair look shorter <laughs> why the long face i'm a horse i'm a horse <laughs> anyway what sorry See, it's um, all crazy it's all it's and it's all it's all in our heads it is See, like you know what i wonder is like i would question if there are things about your body that you struggle with more often yeah when did that start and where do you think that came from that's always what I've had to ask myself is like I was so consumed with my stomach for the Mm -hmm. longest time and I remember someone saying to me Jerry don't stand that way it looks like you have a belly yes and so as a little girl I remember hearing that and then immediately now I'm super self-conscious about the way I stand and that person I don't think intended no. To make me think about my stomach for the rest of my life. But I did. Same with um, my very first insecurity was having, I'm a very pale person with very dark hair. And I got leg hair like normal children did. But I was like maybe nine. I wasn't shaving my legs yet. But I would go swimming. And I remember telling my mom, I don't want to go swimming. I don't want to go to the pool. Because people would like point out my leg hair. Like it was gross. I was a freaking nine-year-old girl. I did not need to be shaving. But you're still insecure about your... Oh my God, my body hair is like, I won't go anywhere if I think that if I have stubble, which I mean, again, I always do. We'll take pictures and she'll have holy jeans on and she's like, I can't take... We I have to either cover it with something. Because you could see my like stubble. But you can't. No, I know. But I yeah. can, I think that you can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wear blankets. You're aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's my right. biggest insecurity. So uh, what Barbara always told me is like, find, those are distorted thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rewrite them. Now, I will yeah. say anyone who is going to attempt listing your distorted thoughts, that put me in a, into a two-day panic attack because all I did was think, think about, about really it. negative things and it put me in a really bad place. So I would caution anyone, do that if and when you're ready yeah. <laughs> because it can be a lot to yeah. think about that negativity if you don't um, really focus on either- the plan afterwards. Yeah, the yeah making a game plan right. to either imagine a stop sign, which is what she told me, or say, 
that's not that she told me I, I'm allowed to say that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. refill it with a true statement for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, like what really like. So like how kind of like my journey, I guess, started really the nitty gritty of it was I was just fucking tired of it. Yeah. Like I'm a pretty practical person and I just kind of like sat there and I was like, how fucking long do I have to feel this way? Yes. How long is this going to go on? Yep. Like for how much longer do I have to avoid dinner dates with my friends for how much longer? And I like looked into the future of society and women. And I was like, you have to make the choice, Rachel, to pump the brakes. You have to make the choice to look around and rewrite your toxic thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. To throw them away and to rewrite the narrative of what you believe about yourself. Because right. it's a it's and, a thought it's a good thought to have that like the world will just do it for us. Like eventually society will get to a point where all body types are celebrated. And I think that it's trying to. Yeah. But then also again with social media, it's like become fueled with look at right. all these you can see perfection everywhere now. Yeah. Or right. so you think perfection, you know. So right. Yeah. Um, right, which this is this is just an example of how that's so insanely skewed, right? When we were growing up, the term muffin top was everywhere mm-hmm. because yep. of our our low cut jeans. Now, like like I haven't heard the term muffin top in forever because yeah. we now have high rise jeans. It was the freaking like jeans, top, <laughs> yeah. It was the jeans, yeah, yeah. But now, something fitness and diet culture has taught us to be insecure about is hip dips. Oh. Your girl's got hip dips for days. Okay, that thing that I said that I bought was a guy who was all about booty and whatever, booty gains. Is he going to fix your hip he dips? He was going to fix my hip dips. Fuck that guy. I know. If your I hip did dips his, rock. If I did his workouts <laughs> and if I did these leg lift things and if I ate his fucking shrimp and green beans every day, yeah. then my hip dips would disappear. Oh, That's a predator. That <laughs> it, literally. Right. Just like we were thigh gaps were really big when I was in college, all this stuff that I'm like, they make it up. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Why literally make this shit up to make money? Yes. Right. Like, I hope that people exercise if they like exercise because it's like technically good for your brain. Yeah. yeah. I hope you're taking care of your brain, whether that's, you know, doing yoga going for a walk running a fucking marathon you do you biking but like to motivate your workouts to fix an insecurity when in reality if we all worked out the exact same and ate the same exact food we'd all look different yep oh preach we would not be cookie cutter versions of each other yeah right we would all be different We'd all have different bone structures and different like hip widths and like their shit that you do not get to control. Yeah. Yeah. And just never forget, like if you are having trouble loving yourself, start by discrediting the voice that told you you weren't good enough. Yep. This voice is profiting Mm -hmm. off of your insecurity. 
You know how much money I've spent in freaking razors? (laughs) And when I'm looking into laser hair removal because I'm worried about stubble on my fucking legs. Like, it blows my mind when I think about it. You're a prisoner to your legs. I know. And I looked into like the beginning of Bic and all that stuff. And so women like in the 20s and stuff, we're not hairless. That was yeah. like not a thing that they cared about at all. And then big for her, razors or whatever, the little pink things uh-huh. came out and they were like, Matt, razors aren't just for men's faces anymore, ladies. You need to be smooth. We're trying to profit off of all people. Yes. Right. Because, yeah, uh, yeah they were like, oh, look at all this skin that we can sell these razors for. Yeah. And so they started showing women in ads completely hairless and of course the men went crazy for it yeah. which of course right, then made matters. made the women they look like children the, and yeah. exactly is everywhere <gasps> girl preach but <laughs> but then of course the women felt like they were competing against each other and so if right. you if sharon down the street has shaved legs then i have to have shaved legs and then it just evolved from there and it's the silliest thing in the world come on click click to me i think when i rationally think about the fact that i am mad at myself for having body hair which is literally every human has it and it is there to serve a purpose and it does that yeah um it makes me irate with the world for making me feel you're trapped in that still yeah for making me feel like that's something that i have to feel bad about i hate it right yeah and I see women all the time posting pictures and they've got like full on pit hair. Freaking love you bitches. I couldn't. I just couldn't. But yeah. I would love to get to that point where I could do it. I am one of them. I know. I can't tell you how many times I've like went to reach for something and my sisters will be like, okay, Miley Cyrus. And I was like, thank you. I get so mad. I just forget. Because, but it's but because. But that was, no one ever commented on my body hair. And literally, I've had people comment and be like, oh my God, shave your pits. Like as a funny joke, when literally I had just shaved, but they're right. dark because they're against yeah. white, hair. pale skin. And so when they grow back, it looks like a shadow. And I'm like, I freaking did last night. So I'll be in the shower, like obsessively making sure there's no No, you're stubble. bleaching your armpits. Right. Getting them waxed. Yeah. That shit freaking hurts. I know. I think it's hard to draw the line, right? Because I know that there are some people that have been in eating disorder recovery and like body dysmorphia that like end up doing plastic surgery because it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you got two choices. It's like confront your insecurity yeah, and quote unquote overcome it or just get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't blame them for wanting a little bit of relief because I feel like it's not necessarily the easier option. It's just a different one. Yeah. And like that's why I think like laser hair removal and like you know even I've thought like I've looked into things like Kybella and like things that I probably Oh my god, I want Kybella doing. so bad. I've heard it doesn't work, but like you I know, know. It, it it's also an industry is gaining money off of those things. Exactly. So it's like if I choose to do that, it's it's my choice, right? And it doesn't yeah. make me less of a body positive person. It doesn't make me less, you know, but that's it goes back to body neutrality where like I just don't want to have to think about it. Yes. I don't want right. to have to think about it. I don't want my yeah. brain to take up space of like wondering what my body looks like at this angle in this shirt. Yes. I yeah. just want to know that like I'm comfortable. I want to yeah. be able to take a picture where I'm fully smiling and not worrying about what my chin looks like yep. because I have a right. full smile on my face. Right. Yeah. But then that goes – so like that goes into prioritizing why are you smiling. Yeah. So like, uh, like I, 
right? Because <laughs> that's know. how that's how I if I start seeing my double chin, it's like I'm you know, why am I smiling in the first place? Yeah. Like is that was this moment worth capturing? Or am I just trying to idolize myself? You know what? Or am I that, trying to treasure a moment? That is something that was a big aha moment for me because I am so, I hate being in front of the camera, but I have taken so many more pictures of myself because of my children. Yeah. And I am like, listen, you and your damn moon, the moon and your um, period has ruined me. <laughs> I think you're my alpha. <laughs> Ooh. I am now on your because I started early. Remember, I'm now I on your cycle. <laughs> yeah, you, I think you're my alpha, and you made me start early. But anyway, <laughs> I've never been turned on more in my life. <laughs> I'm your alpha. That's amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's why I just got so emotional. But I have been. Let me jump back to my children again. <laughs> oh. I never liked my nose. I never wanted a, a picture taken for my profile. Yep. I um, am always super self-conscious about my body, my hair. Like even tonight, I'm like, okay, you're going side part. Gen, Gen Z, what do you want me to do with curly hair? Middle part, I'm literally <laughs> carrot top. Like it's bad news bears. So now I'm insecure about my forehead. But like when I am in a photo with my kids, all I see is how happy I am yeah. to have my kids. Yeah. Yes. I don't see a dang thing wrong when normally before that's all I would look at yep. and right. I don't care why I'm not looking at that stuff anymore. I'm not looking at that stuff because anymore, there's more so. to your life. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. more to your life than how you look. And I think kids are a tangible example of that. Yeah. But yeah. even if you don't have those tangible examples, it's like if you're drinking out with your friends and your concern is the, the photo you took, mm-hmm. it, like think about like olden times right when you just had a camera and <laughs> there wasn't a phone and you just yep. got what you got like yeah like my I know like my grandma who like grew up in you know film camera era right like she is not nearly as self-conscious about how she looks in pictures yeah because mm-hmm. one shot's all you got baby like yeah. you get it or you got it or you don't yeah. man. like is it, <laughs> like and, and for them it wasn't I, about like making I want to look good in this it was capturing a memory literally yeah. capturing a memory and that's yeah. the thing it's like enjoy your memories yeah don't enjoy the photo if yeah. that makes sense like as I mean I'm a photographer so it's like obviously but like I try to like fuel it into my business that like I want to capture your story yeah. I don't really care about how you look. Right. I don't care about what you're wearing. I don't care. Like, I want it to be authentic to who you are. The yes. best compliment I ever received from a couple or anyone really is, I look like me mm-hmm. in this photo. Yes. And it's not even I look good in this photo. It's I look like me. We look like us. I see yeah us i see how fun how much fun we have together i see how happy we are together yeah those when that's what you're focusing on in the image and not what your body looks like or right. what your face looks like that to me is the greatest compliment ever yep one of my friends had like the hardest saddest um like comment by a bride um she'd done their engagement photos and they were beautiful like um you know winter pictures look great and the bride was like 
she was a real Snapchat filter person. Mm -hmm. And so seeing a photo of herself without a Snapchat filter, it was the first she had seen herself without a Snapchat filter probably in five years. Wow. wow. And she asked my friend to take, she's like, can you just make sure like on our wedding day, you take some photos on your phone? (gasps) Because she was so like, they're just so detailed. I can see everything. And there is not one fucking thing wrong with this person. But the I know body like dysmorphia of filters yes. really, really got to her. And it was like the hardest thing for my friend to be like, hey, I'm sorry. No, I'm not going to yeah. shoot your wedding on an iPhone. Right. right. You're paying With a filter. me a lot of money. To capture a real moment. And this is what it, this is what yeah. it is. This is the reality of it. But right. that's what you are. And it it's sad that... Filters have made people feel like it somehow ruined what they thought about themselves because I don't measure up to what I look like with that filter on. Right. Because then it's like, then you're altering your reality. Yeah. I won't use them for that reason. Yeah. Because there's already so many things about my face that I have battled to overcome liking that I do not want to look at a filter and be like, well, shit, I would look better. The way I yeah. thought I would right. if all this stuff changed. Right. So. Yeah. It's 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 scary. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. It's horrible. Last <laughs> question. What advice would you give uh, when pursuing recovery seems hopeless and impossible? Um, the obvious answer is just keep going. Yeah. Um. But you know, those answers answers. always feel like, yeah, if you heard them when you were in that space, you'd be like, okay, yeah, fuck off. Um, But I think uh, a bigger, more important, more nuanced answer is um, make sure you have people to keep you accountable. Um, The people that you want to push you, the people that you want to call you on your bullshit, the people that you want in your corner, surround yourself with them constantly if you have a toxic thought if you've restricted yourself for a day own the fuck up to it yeah own up to it um because hiding your truth and your trauma will only lead to more deception mm-hmm. yeah and you deserve recovery you yep. deserve to love your body you deserve to respect yourself and to honor who you are. And I know that seems easier said than done, right? Like I I was in a marriage that told me that basically I will be attracted to you again when you look like you did when we started dating, that's the problem. That's why we're not having sex. That's why. Ugh. When the answer really was, like, I was anorexic when we started dating. And when I said, like, that's never going to happen. Right. He just wouldn't accept it. He's like, yeah. you've done it before. You can do it again. And I'm like, I had to choose myself. And I was like, I like my life more than I want to please you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess... If you can't accept me, 
and me accepting me offends you. Goodbye. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Um, but yeah, I think the first time you of- do that too, the first time you say bye to whatever feeds an insecurity. Oh, it feels so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the doors that it opens for you to do it again. Yeah. Unlike nothing. It's not like nothing else. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that all goes back to like, make sure you're not being triggered by whatever, um, social media accounts you're following. Um, and try just try your hardest to keep yourself accountable. And when you can't have your friends do it, yeah, you know, like trust, put your trust in the people that you trust and, um, let them call you out. That's, I mean, that's what you need sometimes because if you want to recover, how many people do you know that have ever recovered from anything a hundred percent alone? Right. There are groups too. Like Sierra is the group queen. I really am. If you are not in a group of people who you can rely on for that, because maybe they're also suffering from the same thing. Like there are entire groups dedicated to recovery. I am a huge, I, we've talked about this. I don't like being around other people and like, I, especially hi, we're in a pandemic still, but, um, yeah, online groups, there you can find amazing support from people online in yeah, things safe like spaces that. yeah right yeah so I if you find yourself in a community like that yeah i think yeah. it could be awesome that is awesome i could like just keep going and I'm, going and going <laughs> yeah. but we've like i know that this is going to be a super long episode <laughs> but i think it's one of the most important like ones that we've ever so done fast i feel yeah, like i really yeah talked at all yeah i know possible. I, I know i truly thank you so fucking much yeah like this so was fucking much so important and it made me feel things i didn't know i could feel yeah oh i hope that it was helpful it I, was oh, for sure I learned so much and you learned that you're my alpha. So (laughs) thank God. (laughs) We really gave each other enough. I'll never forget it. (laughs) Uh, Well, again, hey guys, go follow um, for better and for worse. Go follow uh, Rachel Beth. It's Rachel Beth, right? Yeah, it's Rachel Beth. It's just, it's Rachel Beth, but that's her photography page. Just Cart Photos is also... um, Mm -hmm the other what do you co-host what do we call yeah, yeah. we're ho- we're hosts we're hosts yeah yeah go we're follow them disease. on social media go go support them what they're yeah. doing is so important and incredible talking about relationships not only with your significant other but with yourself with food with everything so um yeah thank you rachel yes, love you so much you and i just want to say for a sec that i'm so proud of you and I know how much of a dream this was for both of you. And you. it's been a joy to watch it flourish. I saw I love your you fall and I treasure again. you. Yeah. We love and treasure you. <laughs> Thank you. I love and treasure right. you. That's the that on self love. And we love you all. Yes. We're out. Goodbye. You deserve to love yourself. Good night, everyone. Yay.
morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 